Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are on episode... 41. 41. But book... 37. 37. And it is... Rumours. So, Karen, can yes. you give us the cover tagline? Can Susan live with the truth? <gasps> and the answer is yes, as it turns well, out. Yes. Well, the actual truth when comes, comes out. Truth, yeah. But the back cover tagline is painful lies. Oh, no. <gasps> strong words, strong Very. words. And the blurb is uh, suitably dramatic, if it I remember goes, right. Uh, yes, indeed. So... It's every girl's dream at Sweet Valley High to attend the fabulous Bridgewater Ball. Is it? Since fucking when? We only heard about the, in the last Bridgewater book, yeah. in the last book. <laughs> yeah. And Susan Stewart has the chance to go with handsome, wealthy Gordon Stoddard. Oh. Nobody knows where Susan gets her money and style or who her real parents are. But everyone agrees she's beautiful, friendly and fun to be with. Then jealous Lila Fowler starts <gasps> spreading vicious rumours about Susan's da, da, da. mother. Who she really is. Why she abandoned Susan. <gasps> no one wants to talk to Susan anymore. Not even Gordon. To clear her name, Susan has to find out the truth about her parents. But is she better off not knowing? That is massively spoilery. Yeah. Like, yeah. the <laughs> the truth, the, the rumour doesn't happen until like practically the end of the book. Very true, actually. Yeah, it takes a while for that to kick in. What is going on? Who even knows? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, to quote another rumours, we're going to go our own way. Oh, look at that. And we <laughs> don't stop. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Thinking about that tomorrow. We lost, uh, we lost all knowledge of... Um, Fleetwood Macpones, we were getting the albums mixed up where I was. Just, in the just last drew one. a blank there at the end of the last episode. But, uh, <laughs> but don't worry. We are ready this time. Back on form. And we're rocking in to start off at the Wakefield breakfast table. Oh, we'll just quickly say the cover, though. <gasps> oh, of course. Anna, you're so eager to get going. I am. <laughs> get on to those rumours. But in fairness, it's it's not one of the better covers. It's just Susan on her own uh, crying. I kind of like it. It's I mean, of it's sort of a classic teen, yeah, yeah. teen angst. She's kind of, yeah, she's lying down with a pillow and just looks really sad. She does look very She's sad. very pretty, though. Oh, she is very she pretty. She looks lovely, yeah. Russet hair. Good hair, yeah. yeah. Fine head hair runner like Joanna in the last book. <laughs> uh, so let's drive right into the let's book, to the story, which uh, begins at the Wakefield breakfast table as Liz is, reads the news and Jess reads the comics. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's there's an insight into Sweet Valley humour because there's a crap joke about like, what do you, <laughs> what is the joke? Can you give it to us? What, what kind of ghost lives in an easy chair? An upholster geist. That's <laughs> pretty good. I kind of like it. <laughs> and Jess is all like, who writes this sort of thing? Yeah. And Liz thinks, sick people. People with deranged minds. It's like, it's not Lenny Bruce, Liz. Really? 
clothing jets. And uh, we're told what a beautiful picture the, the three Wakefield women make at the table because Ned is off somewhere. And uh, there's no way to mix to miss the fact that the twins were California girls. For fuck's sake. Oh my god! You know what? Like Jane V and Weva is yeah. California girl. She does not look like them. <laughs> and Liz reads a piece of the paper on working moms, and she nods her approval of its journalistic standards. And she reads that some women choose not to have kids so they can have careers. And Alice is all like, "Oh, that's terrible. Um, that women feel they have to choose that because my family is much more important." And she says that. Like, like three times yeah, all right, you're, you're protesting too much Alice like, a little bit yeah, yeah. Okay. and then Jessica makes a really good point where she's like you know it must be easier to be a man because you don't have to make any of those really hard decisions women have to make all the time Yeah. and Elizabeth is like oh I know what you mean like which blouse to wear with your new skirt like fuck shut off shut up Elizabeth Jessica yeah. was actually making quite a good point there like, true a, a feminist point if Indeed. even surprisingly I know very surprisingly <laughs> like, I'm shocked <laughs> we all are yeah. and then Alice is reading something in the paper and then like like she's you know on tranquilizers <laughs> reads a name in the paper card. look at this this is a lovely name Andrea Van Allen how lovely yeah she's a bit weird it's very this. it's very contrived and yeah. Jess recognises the same as uh Someone who she thinks of as a Mrs. Megabox. She's a social queen of Bridgewater. Ooh, yeah. Does she like run the Bridgewater ball or something? She does, yes. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, she's she's in charge of of the whole mm. affair. Shindig. And as we knew in the learned in the last book, that's the the social event of the season. Yeah, Bridgewater is so fancy. Yeah. Ooh, I was thinking as well. Bridgewater is like the Eagleton to Sweet Valley's <gasps> Pawnee. It is. <laughs> oh my god. Although rich, well, mm. Sweet Valley has its own. Like, it does have its own rich mansions. Like, yeah, it's true. Thousand, but, but Bridgewater is a level up again. True, in fanciness. True. And meanwhile, Alice is having some sort of episode because she's <laughs> dreamily going, Andrea or Andrew, both lovely names. All right, Alice. All wistful. What's in your orange juice? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they go back to talking about the Bridgewater Ball and Liz knows that Jessica would be there in a heartbeat yes, they if talk, she could get it. They, um, is it. Yeah, Jessica talks about how last year their theme was Mississippi Riverboat. Yeah. And they spent $5,000 on flowers. And, and weren't there, wasn't there a, a shrimp <laughs> ice sculpture? Funny it was clams. They had this really elaborate ice sculpture, one of a giant steamboat <laughs> made of ice with jumbo shrimp all over it. Which, honest <laughs> to God, sounds like the stuff of nightmares. I would have you running screaming from the room. Oh, me too. Fucking hell. It oh, sounds horrific. It does sound terrific. Oh my God. But I apparently, feel uh, like crazy thinking about it. <laughs> It's, it's pretty bad. But uh, this year, the theme is Tales from the Vienna Woods. And yeah. hilariously, Jessica is like, oh, do you think they'll have gondolas in there? <laughs> <laughs> the Sweet Valley education system really is terrible. It's shot like it's desperate. But Alice is like, ha ha ha, no, it's Austria. <laughs> yeah. And then makes a joke, a very unfunny joke of like, well, we, it's not for the likes of us. We're just humble folk in our humble little home. It's like, you live in a big house with a pool. With our humble swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jess is all, Ned could get more money as a lawyer. And Alice is like, well, he works for a principal, not cold hard cash. All right. And Alice has a sort of pain in her tummy and says to the doctor she's going, or to the girl she's going to the doctor after school. Mm. So just throwing that in there. Setting up a bit of a B-plot here, yeah. Yes. And at school, Liz grabs Enid and forces her to help her with her oracle column. She has no ideas. I know, just drags her off. Of course, Enid, nothing better to do. Not at all. 
Obviously, the, the men she's she, got trapped out in her basement that she keeps harvesting. She just got a fresh one yesterday. Yeah. She's okay for a while. <laughs> she's not on the prowl outside the boys' locker room this yeah. week with her net. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Edith can't help her because she, there, for once, there are no dances, etc. coming up. How is this possible? No, I don't buy that at I, all. Neither do I. No way, man. Ugh. But Let, anyway, yeah, they mm. end up talking about the Bridgewater Ball and Elizabeth is like, oh, that's what I'll write about. And so. Edith's like, well, you know, we're not in Bridgewater. Yeah. And Liz says, well, you know, because we've got kids still care about it and some of them will go, it's a, it's a the favour delete. Mm. And that's why it's so juicy. And then they just decide who might go. And Liz writes an article <laughs> based on it there and then. Because they're like, Bruce and Regina will probably go. And uh, Liz smiles, fond- smiles fondly thinking of Regina. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and then without doing any research at all they're like oh so yeah they'll probably go Roger will probably go then Olivia will go maybe Olivia will be able to write something afterwards yeah that's great I've got my piece done (laughs) done and done and then she has her name for her piece (laughs) and it is the chic mystique for fuck's sake who gets to go to this year's most exclusive party and Enid thinks this is a work of genius of course it is a stunning expose yes and they decide Susanna and Lila will go and uh yeah, again, I'm wondering, like, well, but how do people go? Because he's like, oh, what if no one asks Isla? Ha ha ha. Uh, like, what? Yeah. Could she just buy a ticket? I know, it's so strange. Anyway, whatever the basis of the Bridgewater Balls invitation system, yeah. Liz has apparently decided she's got enough information. Just She's written her thing. Yep. That's it. She's done. Yeah. So cut to health class where Jessica uh, is um, has got into trouble because she couldn't copy somebody else's homework because <laughs> that's how she rolls. And as they wait for the teacher, she checks out Dana's awesome outfit. She does. Which Lila sneers about because she's so sophisticated. And we're told kind of awesomely her dad is a microchip tycoon with a macro fortune. Such a good line. I love it. <laughs> Do your thing, Ghost Rider. Yeah. You're on a roll. <laughs> And she asks J- Lila any update on her going to the ball. Mm. But it turns out that those boys they were angling after in the last book, oh, yeah. they proved to be duds. Yeah, they fizzled out pretty quickly, apparently. Mm. And no one's asked Lila. Um, and we're told the girls from Whitehead, which is a school in Bridgewater, are going, but known from SVH. And Jess suggests Susan Stewart is going, but Lila dismisses her as a nobody. Ooh. And this is, oh my God, they're so weird about this. <laughs> she's Jess is like, no, 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 she's obviously a somebody. She lives with that mysterious lady who couldn't possibly be her single mother. And her <laughs> mysterious mother sends her cash. And we're told about Susan's look. And I'm not going to obviously spoil it because that will come at the end. But she's wearing a silk blouse. She, of course. <laughs> What is it with these 60 year olds? They love a silk blouse. Yeah. And we're told that Susan won't find out her mother's identity till her 18th birthday when her guardian, Helen Reister, will tell all. Yeah. As my notes say, fucking hell, these kids are naive. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. How are they swallowing this nonsense? It's so silly. But also in the meantime, it's gas because a lot of people in school are going out of their way to be friendly to Susan in case she turns out to be really important. So they're just like they're hedging their bets. It's like you wouldn't just be nice to her anyway because oh, that's a God, good thing no. to do. It's like, oh, no, motives all the way. They are such shallow pricks. They're, they're like the assholes. worst people in the history of the world. Um, so yeah, uh, Jessica asks Susan about the ball. Sure that she's going with her boyfriend, Gordon, mm-hmm. and his parents, who, as it turns out, are awful. Fancy and terrible. And yeah, Susan assumes Lila is going. And while this is obviously a compliment that Lila's part of the elite, because Lila doesn't have a date, it's an awkward moment. Yeah. Yeah, Lila takes it really personally whenever people kind of bring it up. Yeah. And I'm glad that Dana rightly says these events are bogus elitist 
bullshit she's right yeah and then Winston joins in and he's like oh it's not a poor people's ball and <laughs> it's actually kind of funny it is funny yeah he's like right I'll have to wear potato sacks a black tie equals black laces on your shoes and <laughs> Ken Matthews pipes up and he's like oh no but my laces are, are white and Winston's like don't worry you come with me and they start dancing around <laughs> yeah. it is genuinely funny but Lila is. is not amused she's not having she it. really cares about this Bridgewater bullshit yeah and then their teacher comes in and they're actually having quite a sensible conversation. Ooh. They're talking about fertility. Oh my God. Quite advanced. Isn't it? By the way, this book acknowledges sex. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> like the, is this the first time yes. it has? Pretty much. Like, yes. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, how it's difficult to get pregnant when you're older. But um, Ms. Rice points out, well, yes, it is. It's kind of a great bit where Maria's like, well, I know somebody who had a baby at 42. <laughs> The normal way. Yikes. <laughs> S-E-X. <laughs> so we're getting very racy here. <laughs> so saucy. Um, yeah, so I can't believe they said the normal way. Did it? But they did. And Miss Rice is like, well, you know, women can get pregnant way into their 40s. So even though it may be harder. And Jessica is horrified. She's horrified. At the idea of us old bags in yeah. our 40s. Like, Not Miss- you, Karen, but me. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly getting pregnant. Because she's like, Mrs. Wakefield was that old. It was <gasps> unbelievable to think about. No, by the way, if you have guessed the foreshadowing or the, what this subplot mm. is going to be, the minute that Alice said, Andrea, mm. Andrew, you are right. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, she, oh yeah, she's so horrified at this. She's like, she can't even, she misses the rest of the class, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, she rants to Lila about how ridiculous the idea of a woman Alice's age having a baby would be. Fucking hell. She's such a bee in her bonnet about it. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, and Lila's like well no wouldn't you like brother and sister and just like, it doesn't matter there's no way my mother would want any more and yeah that's probably true <laughs> well yeah <laughs> so finally we get to Susan's POV and she's at the country club yes she's playing golf uh, mm. with Gordon and his parents we're terrible they're so bad but oh like they're also the type of rich people that have names like Binky and Farley they do so of course they're fucking awful why do rich Americans <laughs> in films and things always have names like that Binky Binky and Farley <laughs> so good funny. lord yeah. and we're told that Gordon has quote the kind of polished attractiveness Susan saw on lots of wealthy people okay if you say so and Mr. Stoddard, his dad, is grumbling about the club has started letting in all kinds of people. <laughs> yeah. Now Sweet Valley itself is apparently full of riffraff. Oh my God. Riffraff. Like really where? Oh God. No. Oh God. I mean, it's still the whitest town in America. Yeah. So I'm sure he's racist as well. Oh, so if you think, oh, you'd think he'd be happy. <laughs> but you think he'd be happy. Yeah. Really, is it not white enough for him? Oh Fuck's my like. God. Um, Anyway, he keeps going on to Susan about like the right sort of people, your kind of people, our kind of people. He's like, okay. Okay, steady on, yeah. Mr. Eugenicist. But uh, <laughs> Susan doesn't know what kind of person she is. Well, yeah. So she's kind of like, well, am I the right kind of people? Yeah. She's like, I don't fucking know. Though she still kind of buys into the whole system to she some extent. She does a bit, mm. yeah. And Gordon's a bit embarrassed by his parents, but she's like, oh, I know that you don't care what sort of person I am. And it's good that he does because he's like, uh, no, of course I don't. Yeah, because she's like, yeah, I know you'd still like me even if I weren't the right kind of person and there's a bit where it's like for a moment he hesitated yeah. and dropped his eyes <gasps> from hers while a slight flush showed through Such his tan and it's like oh okay I see yeah. where this is going I think I just wrote down it's like hey Susan I found this red flag I think it belongs <laughs> to you do you want it do you want Do you want it here here you go you take that now that's yours I don't, I don't think she does want it she does not unfortunately <laughs> and uh, it's Mrs. Stoddard is giving her advice what to wear for the ball and asking her to come along to the garden club basically trying to make her to a little 
waspy princess yeah. like yourself. Yeah. And over dinner, Mr. Stoddard, God, they're so terrible. He goes on a right wing rant about crime and I sweet body is go to the dogs, we'll be murdered in our beds. And Susan's like, This is a bit offensive, but you know, yeah. yeah, what am I gonna do? Ugh. And she enjoys the glamour of their surroundings, but secretly worries, what if my what if her mother weren't famous and rich? What indeed? Oh my god, how terrible. Also, the fact that everybody just assumes her mother is rich. It's I mean, so weird. I hate to say it, <laughs> but like if there's such a bunch of snobby pricks. Yeah. Why do they elevate this girl who is clearly, like, uh, the child of a single mother? Yeah. Who, who's a waitress? Oh who lives in an ordinary house? Yeah. Like, why do they just assume she's obviously a princess? She's, uh, yeah, there's, obviously that's what it is. They're such like, massive weirdos. It's so like, strange. Why do they, why do they come jump to these conclusions? It's so <laughs> odd. And they went into Lila and her dad and the adults are talking about unsuitable person who wants to join the club. It's probably somebody black. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely, they, they are. <laughs> this is like the old school. No people of color, no Jews, oh, no anything yeah. at, at this appalling institution. Definitely, and it turns out that Lila once dated Gordon. Ooh. Got this little snippet. Yeah, and of course, trying to make conversation, Susan asks Lila if uh, if she has a date for the thing yet. But of course, this is go down well. Oh yeah, like it's entirely the wrong thing to say to Lila yeah. because she's just like not yet with yes. your like narrowed eyes, <laughs> and it's like oh shit, she's after completely pissing her off now, and she was just kind of trying to make conversation because yeah. this is sort of awkward. Oh god. So yeah, that that went wrong. It's bad. So back in Susan's house, Aunt Helen asks about the evening and she seems very interested and it turns out that she's designed a dress for Susan oh. to wear to the Bridgewater Ball. Lovely. And she's relieved that Susan likes it. And when Susan asks, why don't you make stuff for yourself? She's like, I don't go anywhere. I just like hearing about you. Aww. She's quite martyry. She is a bit, yeah. Like, she really, um, you know, she's made some choices in her in in her approach to bringing Susan yeah, up. That we'll, I don't. We will get to that. <laughs> that fucking shit show. <laughs> and Susan feels guilty that her aunt has to work so hard as a waitress, like all night shifts. She works two jobs, like yeah, because she's a waitress and also works as a seamstress. Then to kind of yeah. bring in more money. She's working twenty four hours a day. Yeah, and she's <laughs> Susan's such a dummy though. Oh my she's god, like, she's if so my real mother sends stupid. money, why does Aunt Helen have to work so yes, hard? It's like why? Hmm, why is your real mother who will mysteriously <laughs> appear when you're eighteen? Yeah. And she's, she's got all these series and all things like was Aunt Helen the servant of a rich girl who got into trouble? As mm. uh, my notes say why does everyone think Susan is an aristocrat? I know they're snobby but it's not even sensible. It's so weird. It's <laughs> such a strange thing to jump to. Oh yeah. they're such absolute tools. And Susan wishes her real mother was as nice and kind as Aunt Helen but she knows that people wouldn't treat her the same if she had a waitress for her mom. As my notes say you live with a fucking waitress. What's the difference? <laughs> what is the difference literally? Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway uh, back home in the Casadale Wakefield mm. Jess is just feeling that something's troubling her. And while she's studying for her test, she overhears her dad quietly ask her mom about how the doctor went. And they're sort of whispering to each other. They've got a secret. They're being secretive. Mm. Yeah. And when she's studying for her test and she reads about pregnancy causing food cravings. And literally as she reads it. Seconds later. What happens? (laughs) Alice is like, Ned, do we have any ice cream? And he's like, I don't think so. And she's like, I want ice cream. I really want some ice cream right now. Pistachio. (laughs) Ned's like, you've never eaten pistachio in your life. And he's like, well, I want it now. And then it goes out. Storms out. She Dries storms out to in a huff cream. to go get pistachio ice cream, and Jessica's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and the penny finally drops. Then, yeah, but she's like, "There's a great bit where she's like, oh, she's pregnant. How could that be?'" And that thinks, "Well, yeah, obviously how? I know yeah. how." 
<laughs> but still, how could that be? Yeah. So of course, when Liz gets home, Jess is like, "Come here." Yeah. And Liz, <laughs> Liz is like, "This is ridiculous." But then she remembers something, which is very spurious. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, the other day we had a six pack of muffins. And there's one muffin left over. And Alice was like, probably six families of six would be better because the muffins come in packs of six. It's like, what? Stephen's way half the time. So effectively, you're probably four. So I- <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, yes, I'm basing how many children I have on the way that food comes from the supermarket. <laughs> <Food> <laughs> <packaging>. <laughs> Well, apparently that's enough for Liz because she's like, look, we have to ask her. And Jess is, well, she must have a reason to not to, to tell, not us. To tell us. So we got yeah. a spider, oh, which makes certain total sense yes. to both of these of freaks. Yeah. And then suddenly the reality of a little baby being in the house hits them and they get all excited because they can't wait to have to change nappies and <laughs> be kept awake all night. Which freaks. <laughs> Teenagers love that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> now cut to school yes. where Liz is approached by Alan Waters, formerly Robin's boyfriend yes, and photographer. That's right. And he's had a bit of a personality transplant. Mm. He's a bit of a sap now. He kind of is. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah, he was much cooler before. Yeah. Now he's just this kind of like, oh why me mooning after women and just yeah. like oh, no. oh nobody would like me. I'm a nobody. Yeah. It's like, oh come on, Alan. Yeah, so he kind of she's chatting to him, and then he—he's nice, so he's fine. He's grand, like. But Susan walks in, and he suddenly goes all quiet, and Elizabeth's like, "Ooh," and then starts saying, "Why don't you try taking some photos of Susan?" It's like that's not creepy at all. <laughs> so, so not creepy. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> so Liz's like, "Oh, he's in love." Yeah. And Susan approaches them, just asking for some advice, because apparently they're sort of friendly. Yeah. And they share some classes, and he Susan asks him for advice and some science things and then he's actually at ease when he's you know got something to talk about when he's actually just chatting yeah yes and oh god we've got some setup for the next book which is the worst sweet valley book of all <laughs> um, Liz leaves Alan because she's looking for Regina to chat about schools in Switzerland with which she is somehow now fascinated suddenly yeah suddenly, out of nowhere for no real reason and of course Lila is Continuing to glare constantly at Susan. At Susan. Well, this is it now that Susan's after, because she made that terrible mistake she's of asking Lila quite casually if she was going to that stupid dance. Lila's after taking it personally and oh, now she's yes. just like, I will destroy her. Yes. And Caroline approaches them and Lila's like, I've had enough of redheads already. <laughs> Susan is the only, you know, is a, is a redhead too, yeah. as we forgot to mention. And we're told that Caroline's reformed, at least they've got some continuity yes. as a gossip, but she's still... Lila is just like she just needs something really juicy to get her off the wagon <laughs> and back of the gossip train yeah because she's in with Cara as well who's also kind of a reformed gossip oh too yeah but she reckons uh, yeah that the two of them would definitely jump on something if it was big enough and it is big enough oh god because she makes something up fucking hell and it is unhinged it's so bad she kind of yeah. she's all like oh it's so sad about Susan haven't you heard it's like oh you haven't heard oh oh I thought everybody knew oh no I shouldn't say shouldn't oh, say. oh uh, <laughs> yes her mother's in a hospital for the criminally insane oh for fuck's sake <laughs> it's she's ridiculous like, oh, it's just something I heard it could be a rumour <laughs> and of course they believe this nonsense and of course it's all over school oh in seconds yeah and Lila knows it like she strides out of, the, out of that cafeteria with a victorious smile. It's, it's some good villainess oh. scheming on her behalf, in fairness. Entirely. Like she's, yeah, she's nailing it. She really is. Once upon a time, do you enjoy fairy tales and ancient myths? Or are you someone who just enjoys being told a good story? 
Well, Fireside is the new Irish storytelling podcast. Every week on Fireside, I take a story from folklore or mythology, retell it, have a chat about the tale itself and about the craft, culture and history of storytelling. This isn't a stuffy academic podcast. This is about having the crack and telling a few tales. My name is Kevin C. Olahan. I am your host and your Fireside bard. Wherever you are and wherever you go, you can always join me for a story by the Fireside. the Wakefield house, Jessica is sneaking around and she goes into Alice's room and finds some baby photos of herself. It's like, oh, babies. <laughs> and then she uh, she finds a bag from a baby shop with the excellent name. <gasps> Great Expectations! Yes! Such a good name! Sweet Valley um, so shop owners are upping their game. They truly are. Yes. There's also a great bit where Prince Albert comes in and frightens her because she just like hears a noise oh, but yeah. it's just him. And she's like, you can help but be quiet. And it's like, immediately the dog assumed a serious and responsible expression. Oh, it's like, it's like, I love you, Prince he's Albert. He's like a cartoon dog he or is. something. And I'm he? here for he's it. He's basically Scooby Doo, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like just he's the best Wakefield. Oh That's my god, like, like a million miles. By miles, yeah. Um, so yeah, she's found the Great Expectations bag, and there's a baby outfit inside. Yeah, so that case closed. In fairness, you would be a bit. Oh, You'd be kind of suspicious. Not crazy. Yeah. And when Liz gets home, it's quite a funny bit where she's with Jeffrey, and she's like, "Oh, I've got a strange sense. Yeah, something's sense, happening. Yeah, I sense that my twin is like ready to pounce." <laughs> and Alice asks her to help uh, make dinner, but in the background, she can see Jess like making, like gesticulating and gyrating and making faces. And Alice turns around and catches her. And it's like, "Jessica, what's wrong? With what you? are you doing?" <laughs> and Jessica's like, "Oh, nothing. I'm just, you know, slouching here by the fridge. It's all yeah. fine. It's totally fine." Alice is je- is quite funny in this book. She is um, slightly odd when she's having her reveries yeah. about names. But um, when Alice takes Jeffrey off to help her get stuff out of the car, I don't know what, Jess reveals the discovery and they're like, okay, we have to talk to yeah. Alice. But when they go out to, to find her, they hear her talking to Ned about like not telling the kids something until they're sure and this is a big responsibility. Yeah. It's very leading. It is, in fairness, yeah. You can't blame them. No. So they're like, okay, we've got to let them know that we're cool with a baby. We're going to have to start dropping hints. <laughs> and then this is amazing. Um, they start, they have dinner and they just keep talking about how much they love babies. Yeah, and how like, oh, how Elizabeth wants to have loads of kids yeah. and she was just saying the other day how she wants to have loads of kids and they keep going about loads of kids and oh, we love babies, we love babies. And then when Jessica and it was a child, or was a little child, she had dolls and she was like dressing them up but she loved it, she loved oh, putting them to bed to think after babies and Jeffrey's sitting there going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. And Alice is like, okay, we need to have a chat. We're going to talk after dinner, yeah. And then, oh my God. Because the next day, and we find out what happened afterwards. Oh, Jesus. So apparently their mother took them aside <laughs> and said, which one of you is in trouble? <laughs> in trouble! Also, Sweet Valley is so not ready for teen pregnancy. Oh Can my you God. They're not ready for somebody who had a baby at like the age of 20, no. 16 years ago. So no, they are <laughs> yeah. not. Oh, in trouble. Oh, but they still think somehow that Alice is still pregnant. Yeah, they still haven't just come out and said, look, you're pregnant. We know that yeah, the game is up or whatever. They they don't actually confront her, so they, it just carries on for unnecessarily yeah. long. Basically, oh god, yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah. it's like, well, we're just gonna keep dropping hints because at least now they'll know we're not talking about us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so over breakfast, Alice reads in the paper that famous director Jackson Croft mm. is coming to town to he make a is. film. He's doing an open casting call. Yes, he is in the Hampton Place Shopping Centre. Okay. Another actual name. If you say not so. just called Shopping Centre. The Shopping Centre. <laughs> Jess is very excited and she remembers all her past showbiz glories yeah. like when she was in Splendour in the Grass and all the other and Jeremy Frank's talk oh, show yeah. <laughs> so many uh, highlights yes. and Liz is a fan of Jackson Croft who apparently combines entertainment with a real message Ooh. 
and the film is called La Luna and it's about a year in the life of a family. Ten minutes left. <laughs> okay, so Jess is very excited and uh, about this and she's more excited than about Susan. Back to Susan, she gets a call from her posh pal, Deborah Carteret. Oh. Cancelling an invite to dinner. Oh no, yeah, you see, Susan hasn't actually heard that this is all going on around school no. and everyone thinks her mother's a crazy murderer Murder. or something. Yeah, which is what they <laughs> So do. yeah, now she's got these fancy friends who are cancelling on her and she doesn't know what's going on. So she's like, what the fuck? What's happening? And the friend is really rude because she's like, oh, is it something serious? And she's like, Yes, it is serious. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, and just hangs up. Oh, it's so bad. Um, so at school, everybody, they're so weird. They're just staring at her blankly or ignoring her mm. and no one speaks to her all day. It's really bad. Yeah. Gordon's also been avoiding her all oh, day. he's terrible. And she eventually catches up with him and he's like, um, yeah, so I can't take you to the ball after all. And she's like, uh, what the fuck? Well, my parents don't approve. And she's like, why? What? Yeah. What is happening? What's and, going on? And he's like, don't tell me you don't know. Everyone knows that your brother is a murderer and she's in a hospital for the criminally insane. She's like, uh, excuse me, what the fuck are you talking about? Except, as is tradition, she wants to make right. Oh, yeah, it's and bad. It, and Alan is one of the only sensible people because yeah. she bumps into him and he comforts her. And he yes, he has heard the rumor and he doesn't believe it. But he also says, and even if it's true, if it's true so what? It's so not what? You. Yeah, no, he's nice to her. So he drives her home and then she asks and Oh, this is so fucking contrived. She asks and tell and she says, I'll die if I don't know the truth. And Aunt Helen is all like, I can't tell you. And goes to work. Yeah, so Susan's just like, fuck it, it's true. That's yeah. what's happening. Because she so. didn't say, is my mother in a, yeah. in a hospital <laughs> yeah. for the criminal So insane. we're just dragging all of this out. Like, oh, really. so yeah. she collapses in tears. Yeah. Liz, meanwhile, is reading a newspaper piece about Jackson Croft and about he and his wife lost their son in a car crash last year to a mm. drunk driver and the film... Uh, so the profits are going to the students against drunk driving. Yeah. Um, worthy cause. So she decides she's going to ask him for an interview at the casting call. Yeah, why not bring an interview on him about his dead son? He'll love that. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and then Stephen arrives home uh, frantic because he got a message saying, this family emergency. And oh, she's Jesus. like, yes, Alice is up the duff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he thinks it's a joke. Then he accepts it. And there's a great bit where uh, Alice arrives home and he's like, oh, let me take your bags. Oh, I'm so happy to be home. Oh, oh no. God. And, uh, and Alice, or the, the girls are like, yeah, that's Stephen. He, he just loves family life. Oh, God. So he's in on this whole we love babies plot yeah. and it's just so ridiculous. And there's a great bit where Alice goes, I'm going upstairs. I want to come down. I hope my real children will have returned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who can blame her? And uh, Stephen actually goes to Ned. He's like, if, if Alice needs to quit work, I'll quit college to support the family. And Ned's like, oh, you're grand. Yeah, it's okay. Everything's fine. He's like, what are you talking yes. about? And uh, yeah, Jess, of course, has heard the rumour about, or has heard that Susan has been dumped by Gordon. Yes. So she and Lila, are, it's clear, are both going to try. And They're both gunning for Gordon now to try and get to this Bridgewater thing. Yeah. Yes. And she tries to, she borrows a dress that Heather made just for Liz. Yeah. So Heather's still around and doing massive favours for people who don't deserve yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Liz is one of the only people to point out that, yes, the story is just a rumour and even if it's true, it's nothing to do with Susan, so she feels really sympathetic. Yeah. Um. So back at school, Jess and Lila are both sort of fighting over Gordon, trying to lure him away, yeah. with asking him to string their tennis rockets or something, I don't something, know. Yeah, some bullshit. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Susan, meanwhile, is hiding out in the library 
and she Liz finds her and has a really nice chat and it's yeah. like she says says sensible things she tries to reassure her but like you know it's she's just really upset but she does say look people forget these rumours they had rumours about me it yeah. blows, it over, blows over and it's quite you know, sensible advice yeah and you can talk to me if you want and then Do she bumps it. It, when she goes she bumps into Alan and said look I think Susan needs a friend yeah and <laughs> he really loves crying vulnerable girls doesn't he <laughs> he does yeah he's got a type and he that's does. not good he does. but they arranged to go out on Saturday night which is the night of the ball because Susan's like well fuck yeah. it I'm not going to the ball now so yeah I'll go hang out with yeah. Alan because so he's he, delighted he, yes yeah. and he wants her to go to his favourite coffee house where it's crowded and it's rude but the music's good no one cares who you are yeah. she's like okay that's let's go oh, so we turn to Helen's point of view and we turn we find out that uh, of course surprise surprise <laughs> Susan is her baby oh god yeah it's, she's being so dramatic talking to herself in the mirror which is always a great bit of action in these oh, books yes. she's like Susan my, my baby, baby. <laughs> will you ever understand and then she writes her big long letter that says oh me and your dad were so much in love but he was beginning his career and yeah so I fled to Sweet Valley and I pretended to be your aunt to spare you the stigma and let you believe you're a secret princess. But then she rips up the letter and puts it in the bin. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'll tell her where she's off to college. For fuck's sake, it's so stupid. But there's a knock on the door. <gasps> a nervous, tall, handsome man is there. It's Jackson Croft. Hello, Jackson. I had a feeling you'd come. Oh. Da, da, da. Yeah. So of course, Jackson is Susan's father. Yeah, as it turns out. Mm. Fancy big shot director man. Um, Who, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ditched his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, essentially mm. the worst. <laughs> yes, he reveals that his son's death made him realise, oh yeah, I've got another kid. I've got uh, a spare in Sweet Valley. <laughs> I guess I'll go find her. <laughs> that is literally it because he, like, he wants her to come and live with her. Yeah, it's or ridiculous. Him. Like, hey, I'm an actual stranger. Want to come live with me in LA? It's with like, my um, wife? No, you're have good. I told I'm you about good. it? I'm, I'm have, fine. I, have I told my wife about you? Who knows? Um, so... Susan, or sorry, Helen does point out, look, I wrote you and yeah. I saw you got married. So you I knew where on. I was this whole time. Yeah, because he's like, I know some women would have been around demanding cash. And it's like, well, she's entitled to it. You yeah. owe her years of child support. Oh, my like. God. <laughs> and she, he wants to see Susan and Helen's like, well, you know, look, I'll tell her. Let me tell her. Yeah. Not you. And of course, Susan comes in. Yeah. And Jackson is like, it's me, I'm yeah, dead. Because ridiculously, Susan comes in and is like, what's going on? And Helen runs off to her room and it's like, leaves the two of them together. Yeah. So of course, what does he, she think Jackson he tells Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a mess. Uh, it turns out that he left for to make a documentary in Venezuela, not knowing that she was pregnant. Yeah. By the time he came back, she'd had a baby, mm-hmm. gone to Sweet Valley, and he was like, hang on, what? And he kept meaning to go and then he met. He, he just never, just he just bothered, never his arse. bothered his arse. Yeah. yeah. And then he got married and he sort of felt guilty ever since. In fairness, he does admit he has no excuse. He's just been shit. He's so bad. Oh, he's terrible. Like he should have been sending her money all these years at the very fucking least. Because that's the thing. Even if he, at the, as you say, the very least. Yeah. Even he didn't tell his wife. No. Acknowledge her. Send, like. Give her money. You're an incredibly successful director. (laughs) You owe her money. (laughs) Oh my God. Like even admitting you have no excuse is like, it's the least you can do. So bad. And she asks about her mother. She's so fucking stupid. Seriously, Susan. <laughs> yeah, so Jackson's like, what do you, what? What do you mean your what mother? What are you talking your about? Your mother you, just you ran in there. Helen, she's right there. And Susan's like, what? Because <laughs> Helen didn't say, oh, by the way, I've told her I'm a rant. Yeah. Or not even a rant, her guardian. Her guardian, yeah. And she just collapses in tears in Jackson's arms. And when she comes to, she's angry that Helen pretended to be her guardian when she knew Susan wanted a mother the whole time. But Jackson is like, look, she did it for you yeah. because there was a lot of stigma back in the 70s. But it's weird that she didn't, I mean, I know it's not a good solution either, but like that Helen didn't just move to Sweet Valley and be like, oh yeah, her dad died. Yeah. I'm a single mother now. Obviously that's not an ideal yeah, way to cover it. Have. but you like, like, That's what people did back then. Yeah. Moved to a new town, cheap wedding ring. Yeah. I'm a widow. 
Who's he, gonna did. Know? he did. Yeah. <laughs> Who is going to? Oh, it's so ridiculous. It's very strange. Well, it's just as ridiculous that everybody would somehow buy Jump to the, the conclusion as well. And she was yeah. just her humble waitress guardian so who was silly. being funded by the mysterious mother. Oh, God. And also, Susan never asked who her dad was. She just knew about the mother. Yeah, very true. That's kind of weird. Anyway, so he's all like, oh, I want you to come and live with me to replace your child, my For dead child. For sake, yeah. But even he acknowledges, I guess you've got to make things up with your mother. Yeah, no shit. Um, so she goes in to her Helen and Helen's like I know Jackson wants you to live with live with him and Susan says well yeah but obviously I'm not going anywhere <laughs> yeah so of yeah good <laughs> I've just met my mother and she th- this is quite sweet she said she admits that when she was a kid she wished her real mother would give up on her so Helen could be her mother that's nice so it yeah. actually has worked out well yes and I'm sure all the weird trauma about all the lies that's will fine. be forgotten be grand and uh, it's casting call time yes and it's chaos oh my god everyone's there there are children everywhere <laughs> oh my god it's madness yeah sweet valians are all going nuts Regina is looking for Liz but you can't find her because there's so many people mm. and Jess is enraged because uh, Lila has been asked to the ball by Gordon oh my god <laughs> so Jackson speaks to the crowd and somehow Liz manages to get right up to him with Jess and Yeah, Leavitt. there is no security at this thing. They literally just walk up to him. It's so weird. And he's like, oh, what's an interview? And she's like, hmm? And he goes, oh, she says, it's about drug driving. And he's like, oh, then, because I want to raise awareness yeah. of the cause. And then, of course, Jess introduces herself. <laughs> and I have to say, Jackson, he's a terrible father as he is, he's uh, very gracious to her, more than yeah, she deserves. It's true, yeah. He's like, you're, oh, I see you've got star quality. The makings of a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, making of a sociopath more like. Mm, and it's like, oh, is SVH, Sweet Valley High, good school? And they're like, uh, yeah. Which isn't. Yeah, he's interested because he knows it's where Susan. Susan goes to school. Yeah. So. And then he's like, right, we're doing the interview right now. Yeah. Get your, get ready. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, okay. oh shit. Okay. <laughs> but before she can ask a question, which is good because she can't think she of any questions. Susan appears. Yeah. And Jax is like, Susan. Yeah, so it all comes out that Susan is his daughter and everyone's like, oh my God, yeah. what? <laughs> she's like, oh, I have to stay with my mother. Yeah. And Jackson's like, I understand. And yeah. then he's called away and Susan tells the others the, 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 the truth. And literally they look, they look around, it's like, where's Jessica? And they realise she's gone off to spread the word. <laughs> she is out the gap and on the phone. Of course. <laughs> so that evening, uh, so that's all sorted, basically. That's all done, yeah. Uh, the twins and Stephen ambush their parents and they're like, oh, we know all. And the parents are okay. Okay. What and are you talking about? Yeah, like, we know about the baby. And Alice is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the baby gear was for a baby chair. Yeah. She just felt like some pistachio ice cream, I guess. And the stuff they were being all secretive about was the possibility of the parents taking a month-long vacation and leaving the girls by themselves. Who can blame them I mean, for wanting to get away? It's very understandable. Yes. Uh, I mean, probably not a great idea to leave for 16 year olds. Probably not, but your luck. But yeah, why not? Who? I mean, who can blame them? Yes, they've got a good reason to go. So cut to the beach disco where Liz is regaling her friends with the amusing tale of how our mother is not pregnant. Oh, who cares? Like, yes. no one cares about this. <laughs> and Liz can't believe that Jess, Liz, sorry, Jeff can't believe that Liz fell for Jess's fantasy. Yeah. And Jessica's all like, well, would laugh be boring without me? <laughs> well, well, I guess. <laughs> one word for one of me. Yeah. Better is another word. Maybe, yeah. And it turns out, of course, Jess didn't get a part in the film and Liz realises that the whole casting call thing was just an excuse for Jackson to come to, to come to Sweet Valley, yeah, which it was, mm-hmm. and of course, because everyone in Sweet Valley is so terrible, they're all being nice to Susan now because her dad is a famous film director. Yeah, so now they're all back on side again. Yeah, and even and, Liz uh, is like, shit, this is grim. Oh god, yeah, because uh, Gordon has made it up with her now, and he's like decided he'd made a terrible mistake and has asked her to the ball, and <laughs> she says all this in front of Lila, so who's like, uh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, excuse me, so angry. I what? I'm going to the ball with him, <laughs> but um, Elizabeth reminds her that she's supposed to meet Alan, and then Susan's like, oh yeah, 
And she actually does kind of go, actually, you know what? Yeah, Alan was there for me when nobody else was. Yeah. And so Alan turns like, up and he's like, oh, I'm going to this Japanese restaurant. She's, then he sees her face. He's like, oh, so what do you want to go? And she's like, no, I'm just thinking. I know who my real friends are. Yeah. And then Gordon arrives and asks her to go out with him again. Oh, fuck's sake. In yeah. front of Lila. In front of Lila. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Susan tells him to jump in the ocean, quite yes, literally. literally she does. <laughs> yeah. And then, because he's so terrible, he asks Lila again. Oh, my God. And... She throws a soda at him. She does. And rightly so. Good. Good. Good enough for him. Can't blame her. So then Regina finally finds Liz because the whole book they've been looking for each other. Yeah, missing each other. She shows her a brochure for the Interlochen School because Liz has suddenly become obsessed with Swiss boarding schools. Yeah, and going to school in Switzerland. Because this one apparently specialises in uh, in like creative writing or something. Yeah. And she, there are scholarships there are, but it's all just set up for the next book and oh she's suddenly all excited about um, Switzerland going to Switzerland she's for some obsessed reason. with Switzerland so she decides to go oh, right to the headmaster yeah and that's the end yeah and can you read us out will Elizabeth leave Sweet Valley to study in Switzerland no find out in Sweet Valley High 38 leaving home the most uh, the book that when I was in college my sister once came up to me at the kitchen table when I was very hung over and just pointed at me and said most boring Sweet Valley book yeah. and without missing a beat I just went the one that Elizabeth goes to Switzerland fantastic so she would have also and she said correct Accurate. but she would have almost also accepted the one where Ronnie becomes a gambling addict. oh very fair but this is, it's its almost a tie. It is terrible. It's not, well, look. It's weird and we it's will, terrible. We will deal with it in two weeks, I guess. We certainly will. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, before then, mm-hmm. that was rumours. It sure and was. And do we have any stats and mm. outfits? We, okay, so the blue-green eyes got five mentions. Average. And the blondness got three mentions. Oh, below average. Below average. So then in outfits, okay, there was, uh, oh yeah, Susan's fancy outfits. Uh, they say that she's wearing a simple khaki-coloured skirt and a creamy silk blouse that <gasps> set off her tanned skin and coppery hair beautifully. More silk blouses. That's like, yeah, okay. It sounds kind of boring, though. Because yeah. the it's real like... star of the show, of course, is <gasps> Dana Larson. Oh, my God. As always. Go on. She's wearing skin-tight, leopard-spotted jeans. Aye! I love it. Yes, so she is. Oh, she's a legend. <gasps> when she's not the star of her own book, she's a legend. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I, I think we'll just pretend. We'll pretend that, that never happened. happened. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's all fine. Well, if you have any um, opinions on the strange genealogical obsessions with yeah. Sweet Valley, uh, do let us know. Do. It's SVH Podcast at Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the network and find out about all the other amazing shows at HS Pod Network. Yeah. And we will be back in two weeks when we find out what happens when Elizabeth decides it's time for <laughs> leaving, leaving home. home. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.